Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Delivering Dementia-Capable Care Within Health Plans, Why and How. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on June 19, 2019. In this podcast, Deborah Cherry, the Executive Vice President of Alzheimer's Los Angeles, and Megan Denmeyer, Associate Vice President of Case Management at Molina Healthcare of California, give an overview of the Dementia Cal MediConnect project and the Financial Alignment Initiative, and also share some tools and strategies they've used successfully in the state of California. As Dr. Callahan mentioned, because people living with dementia have many needs for home and community-based services, the Financial Alignment Initiative, which blends funding and oversight for medical care with long-term services and supports, has the potential to be particularly beneficial to this population. So we'll be talking to you today about Dementia CalMedi Connect, California's um, effort um, in the Financial Alignment Initiative, and sharing with you some strategies and tools we've used successfully in California. Next slide, please. Funding for this project was provided by the Administration on Community Living's Alzheimer's Program in a grant to the state of California. Alzheimer's Los Angeles managed the project along with two associated Alzheimer's organizations, and the three organizations worked with 10 health plans in our state's dual pilot. Those health plans are listed on that slide. Next slide, please. Our indicators for dementia-capable care reflect some of those mentioned by Dr. Callahan. Um, after reviewing the literature and existing clinical guidelines, we selected indicators that, such as better detection and documentation of people living with dementia in the plan, better identification, assessment, support, and engagement of family, friend, caregivers, and better partnerships with community-based organizations. Note, I'll discuss each of these indicators a little bit more thoroughly and share with you some of the tools we shared with health plans. Um, to address these issues. Next slide, please. Our project had four key activities, starting with advocacy. And um, those of you who are champions within health plans or community-based organizations need to make the case within your own systems about why focus on dementia care. And Dr. Callahan provided a lot of that detail. We have also on our website some of the advocacy messaging we used um, which you can download and use yourselves. We also had to make a case for the training of workforce, especially care managers, to do better dementia care. Our second activity was health plan technical assistance, including um, helping the health plans think about how do you identify people with living with dementia? How do you run your records to find your administrative data to find them? How do you improve your health risk assessments and put in better care processes for identification and care of the population. The third activity was care manager training, care managers with a linchpin, um, determining what kinds of services these patients would get. We provided 550 health plan care managers with eight hours of dementia training, and an additional 150 of those care managers became dementia care specialists. All of the curriculum are available on our website. We'll be giving you that website URL later. And finally, the third activity was helping the health plans either develop support, their own support services for people with dementia and caregivers, 
or teaching them how to proactively refer to local community-based organizations so that we could provide services like disease education, caregiver skills training, or care appointments. Next slide, please. Doing a little bit of a deeper dive into the indicators, the first being better detection of people with dementia. Um, we worked with health plans to improve their health risk assessments. These are screens, as many of you know, that are done, um, delivered to, administered to all members um, to assess their health and functional status. And we wanted to make certain that each of the health plans we worked with had a dementia, dementia screen embedded in the health risk assessment, at least one question on cognitive impairment. The questions we suggested are also available on our website. We wanted each of the health plans to adopt a validated screening tool. We emphasized the AD8, which is an eight-item tool that can be administered by telephone. Most of the work is done by telephone in California. And that could be administered to a family caregiver as easily as to a person with dementia. However, there are other tools, and we have provide links to them in, our, in these slides as well as on our website. We also wanted the plans to document this cognitive assessment in the medical record and to establish a follow-up protocol if the screen was um, positive. Next slide, please. Our second indicator was about caregiver identification, support, assessment, engagement. Not all people living with Alzheimer's disease have a family or friend caregiver, and not all people living with Alzheimer's disease want to engage a caregiver in their care. But as these conditions advance, people living with moderate dementia develop difficulties in care, including problems taking their me following medical directions or arriving for appointments. Identifying a caregiver can create a partner for the health plan in working with that family, that individual. Now, who that caregiver is is not always clear, um, especially in um, duels, among the duels um, and immigrant families. The people who come, the person who comes with the patient may not be the caregiver, but rather may be an English-speaking young person in the family, while the person providing hands-on care may be at home or at work. So we have been providing um, our health plans with a caregiver assessment tool as well as with validated um, a caregiver identification tool as well as validated um, assessment tools. A number of them appear on this slide um, so that they could identify the caregiver, keep their emergency contact information current, and then assess the caregiver's stress and whether they need support in certain areas. Next slide, please. In addition to identification, assessment, and support of the caregiver, you want to consider identifying the caregiver, the caregiver for their input in the care planning. Care planning ideally should be, have the patient's input in it. Patient's goals can be really different than healthcare system's goals, and patient may see attending a grandchild's wedding as a goal rather than aggressively treating their diabetes. And depending on the circumstances, it's also advisable to engage the family caregiver in care planning because they can alert you to care issues um, and also can help make sure that medical procedures are done correctly and dates are kept. 
Once you have identified patient and the family caregiver, part of the care plan should include providing for or arranging for supports. Community-based organizations can provide these supports um, and um, can do them at often at a lower uh, or at a plain language literacy level. Next slide, please. This is a list of some of the supports that home and community-based organizations can provide. I'd like to highlight um, something that we provided in California, which were plain language tip sheets on the management of challenging behavioral symptoms and common caregiving issues. Um, those tip sheets um, cover 15 topics in four languages and are available on our website. We also encourage health plans to use to develop a proactive referral form. If you simply give community-based information, like a resource guide to the family caring for a person with dementia, they will not use it unless there's an emergency, and then they may not be able to find it. It is much more effective to ask the family member or the patient if they're early enough in the disease, would you like me to have this organization? Could be the could be an Alzheimer's organization, could be an area agency on aging, or another community-based organization in your community, would you like someone from that organization to call you and offer you some supports? Um, hopefully they'll say yes, and then you can make a confidential referral. The sample form, again, available on our website and can be modified for your local area. Next slide, please. Evaluation of our project was done by the Institute of Health and Aging at UC San Francisco. Um, and while it looked at a variety of components of our program, the uh, part of the evaluation I'd like to highlight to you is the examination of how well the 10 participating health plans integrated recommended system changes that were viewed as indicators, like the adoption of a validated screen. Next slide, please. Ten of the health plans, 10 out of 10, include, now include at least one question on cognitive issues in their health risk assessments. This is largely a requirement that came to them through our state um, Medicaid entity. Six of the health plans adopted a validated screening tool and integrated the results of that screening tool into either their e-medical records or their e-care management records. And one health plan uses a proactive letter um, in addition to sharing care plans with the primary care provider to encourage that provider to do a fuller diagnostic workup when the cognitive screen is positive. Obviously, doing more than sharing just a care plan is, would be more productive. Next slide, please. Looking at caregiver identification, eight of the health plans currently document a caregiver in their health uh, medical um, records. Ten, report engaging the caregivers in care planning. However, we know that that in practice is very limited because very few um, interdisciplinary care teams are actually in place. Three of the health plans have adopted validated screen that measures of caregiver stress and integrated them into their e-medical record systems. And all ten plans are making um, referrals to community-based organizations and speaking just for Alzheimer's Los Angeles, my own organization, we received nearly 900 referrals from health care plans last year. And these numbers have grown year after year. Next slide, please. 
funding for this. Thank you to our funders, especially the Administration on Community Living and our project team. And at this point, I'd like to turn it over to my partner, Megan Denkmeyer at Molina Healthcare. Thank you. Oh, great. Thank you, Dr. Cherry. Um, so I'll go ahead and start. Oh, if you could go to the next slide. Um, so great. I'll go ahead and start with just giving some background on Molina. So Molina Healthcare um, has a dual plan in seven of its states. Um, I represent the California health plan, and so in California, as Dr. Cherry mentioned, the, um, the MMP plan is the CalMediConnect um, plan. And Molina Healthcare of California, we currently have almost um, 600,000 members, and of those members, approximately 10,000 are CalMediConnect members. And the MMP um, plan started back in California in 2014, and that's when um, staff here at Molina really began meeting with Dr. Cherry and her team um, to discuss California's approach to dementia-capable care and also how we would be compliant with the three-way contract that requires um, that the plans um, specially designate care coordination staff in dementia care management. Next slide. So at Molina, we really focused on four different areas um, as our approach to dementia-capable care. We first focused on the care manager training, um, then um, the member cognitive screenings, caregiver screenings, and then also referrals to community resources, and I'll dive into these four areas. Next slide. So the first piece, um, you know, that's obviously so important is having this additional training for our case management team. And so Alzheimer's Los Angeles offered the training um, in two different tiers that Dr. Cherry went over. Um, so the tier one is an eight-hour training, and the tier two training is 12 additional hours. And this training um, was all done by Alzheimer's Los Angeles and was in addition to the, the training that Molina provides its case management team. And all the training that our staff went through, they had really positive feedback on really how practical and valuable the information provided in the training is um, to them in their role. And we trained um, not just our case managers here at Molina, but we trained other members of the healthcare services team, um, like our transitions of care coaches, and that's so important for them as well. Next slide. This slide goes into more detail about the Tier 1 training, and at Molina, we had about 48 staff go through this training, and it really focused on, um, you know, the fundamentals of cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's and related dementias, really practical um, dementia care management um, tips um, and discussion around mandated reporting, medication management, and managing behavioral symptoms, which is so important. They trained on the ADA that Dr. Cherry mentioned and also the importance of caring for the caregiver and making those referrals to community resources and making sure um, the members and caregivers are linked to the support. Next slide. So the Tier 2 training is the additional, you know, the folks that they have to attend the Tier 1 training. Uh, we had about 30 staff that then went on and also went through the Tier 2 training, so then they're considered dementia care specialists. It's uh, 20 total hours um, provided through Alzheimer's Los Angeles, and it really goes into the, the topics from the Tier 1 training, but in a lot more depth. Um, 
And then um, once they go through that training, Alzheimer's Los Angeles also provided monthly huddles for the dementia care specialist. And that was a great opportunity for them to um, continue to touch on the skills that they learned in the training. They're able to talk um, through different case studies and ask for input and really have access to the expertise that the Alzheimer's Los Angeles um, staff offers. Next slide. <clears throat> Once um, they went through the um, care management training, we really wanted um, to make sure that they had access to the tools that were um, discussed in the training. I'm not sure if there's a delay, but if you could go to the next slide. The member cognitive. Um, so uh, Melina's HRA does identify members' memory concerns and ask about any changes in their memory. And then we did um, add the validated tool, the AD8, to our clinical software so that our staff could screen members for dementia. And um, the staff are trained to utilize that screening based on the responses in the HRA or other concerns identified. Um, and then Melina did um, create a letter to notify the PCP of the score of the ADA, and that letter was created in cl uh, collaboration with Alzheimer's Los Angeles. Um, and so it includes recommendations for the PCP on the need for a complete de uh, dementia diagnostic evaluation and other tips for them. And uh, Melina decided that, um, you know, this really was best practice and these tools. And so we incorporated um, these tools and the process for all of our members and not just our CalMedi Connect members. Next slide. Um, so the, the next area of focus is on caregiver screenings. So obviously there's such a huge component to care for our members, and so the HRA and other assessments identify caregivers of individuals with dementia. And Melina added the AMA caregiver self-report questionnaire so that the case managers can assess the stress levels of family caregivers, and they're trained to utilize that tool when they're interacting with caregivers. And then they then can link the caregivers to appropriate resources like the Alzheimer's Los Angeles or other types of long-term services and support. And our team then engages the caregiver in the care planning process. They include them in the individualized care plan. And the care plan really focuses on the member and the caregiver's concerns, like Dr. Cherry mentioned. Because really that's where we want to start is addressing those concerns. And, and that's really the focus of the, the care plan. Next slide. Uh, since we've had such a great relationship over the years with Alzheimer's Los Angeles, it's really made it easier to, to test out different pilots. So one of the pilots we started was in January of this year, and it's with Shield Healthcare, one of our medical solutions and supply partners. And they agreed to begin asking some additional Molina-specific questions to our Molina members during their existing intake process. And the goal is to identify members who may be in need of case management and or referrals to Alzheimer's Los Angeles. So uh, staff from the Alzheimer's team did go out to Shields Healthcare and provided some training on their programs and their resources. And then um, the Shields team began adding some questions. They asked about ADLs, if the member has any difficulty with those tasks, or if, it's, if they're speaking with the caregiver, they ask the caregiver if they have any difficulty helping with those tasks. 
They also ask about medications, trouble remembering medications, and any history of emergency room or hospital visits or falls. Next slide. So um, the questions that were selected were based on research of predictors of nursing home placement, and then SHIELD Healthcare sends us those responses on a weekly basis, and we go through the responses and um, we either send referrals onto the Alzheimer's Los Angeles team if the member or caregiver agreed, and also um, refer internally to Molina's case management to help with the linkage to other community resources. Next slide. So, um, Melina has been so appreciative of our partnership with Alzheimer's Los Angeles. It's really been great as a leadership team to have direct access to their expertise to talk through um, workflows and resources, and it's been great to have their um, partnership to train um, our case management staff and also our um, providers. And I just wanted to share a quick success story of our um, our partnership and collaboration. We have an MMP member that's 82 years old, and she was assigned to one of our dementia care specialists um, last year. The member lives with one of her sons in a single-story home, and, and both the member and her family had had some concerns about the, her memory, yet there had not been a diagnosis. So the, our dementia care specialist here at Molina worked with the member and her family and helped to coordinate an evaluation by a neurologist. And the neurologist did diagnose the member with dementia, and they started her on a treatment regime. And the case manager was able to work with, uh, in California we call it in-home supportive services, where it's the personal care attendant. And she was able to request a re-evaluation of the number of hours the member was um, authorized to receive per month. And we were able to increase those amount of hours based on this new diagnosis and also due to her need for protective supervision. Um, the member's daughter did agree to be referred to Alzheimer's Los Angeles, and so we used the Direct Connect referral form and referred the member and her daughter over to their program. And through their program, they were able to receive a safe return bracelet, and the daughter participated in some caregiver workshops in her local area, which the daughter said were so helpful, and she plans to continue to participate. You know, they've also been able to discuss the importance of end-of-life care planning, um, and it's really been a great example about how we can work together to really ensure that the needs of both the member and her family, um, that they have the support and the education they need. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.